Hey, teacher sellers. Today, Angie and I are talking about a very elusive topic, teacher seller data. If you struggle to figure out where your sales are coming from, what's actually working and what's not, then this is the episode for you. Make sure to check out the show notes at growwithuspodcast.com slash episode four for any links, pictures, or screenshots mentioned in this episode or to learn more about us. Welcome to Grow with Angie in April. We are two full-time Teachers Pay Teachers sellers, and we're opening up our conversations with each other to help you grow your teacher store. We learn so much from each other, and we're excited to share what we know with each other and with you. You can find out more about us at growwithuspodcast.com. Now let's get this conversation started. Hey, Angie. Hey. So we are both big data nerds. Are you excited to talk about this today? I am. I may like ramble at some points because I love it. (laughs) I'm really excited to hear how you use it because I've really focused more on data this year and I think it's made a big difference in my business. I agree. I definitely look at data probably more than I should, but it definitely drives me in which direction to take for certain promotions and things like that. Yeah, maybe more than I should part. I feel like sometimes when I'm working on something, instead of getting distracted and going to Facebook, I get distracted and go to my dashboard and look at all my data. Yes, yes, that's exactly (laughs) what I do. It's like a black hole. (laughs) Then you're looking at like two years ago and three years ago and this month and last month and it's just like trying to calculate the future months and then you look up and it's been like two hours and you're like, well, I guess I'm not finishing that product today. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So you said you use it really to drive decisions. So like what major decisions are you making in your business? Well, I just, I use data a lot to determine how I'm doing compared to the last year. I look a lot about, you know, making decisions about which, I look at a full year of data for certain resources to see maybe when I should promote them or, you know, different things like that. And it just helps me figure out what direction to take. I totally agree. And sometimes it, to me, it's not necessarily a good thing. You know, I look at the data and it, some of the products that I'm really passionate about really aren't showing the data that I want. And so it really does guide you in what you're going to make next. And it's not always what you want to make next. <laughs> exactly. And some of my best sellers from a year or two ago are dropping in sales. And then I just try to figure out why, or maybe I can improve it in some way, or I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like a lot of the older resources that we started with, things like interactive notebooks are not as popular anymore. They still are, but I feel like that the sales on those kind of things are declining and more digital and interactive stuff is is coming up. So I think with the data, you can really see trends like that in your particular store to kind of plan for the really terrible thing that happens eventually, which is when your sales may actually go down. Yes, definitely. So we reached out to Benson from Team TPT, and he had quite a lot of information to share with us about data and UTM links, and we're going to share a lot of that today. Yeah. um, One thing that he said was that another piece of advice that he would give more generally about data is to make decisions using a larger set of data. And that's what we talked about before, I know too, is don't just run a promoter pin for a day or two and then look at it and say, oh no, I'm losing this money. You know, look at it and let it go for a while and set a budget that will last you as long as you possibly can within reason and use that larger set of data to make the decision. So try to always get 
at least a week's worth of data before making any final decisions about whether it's running good or not, because buyer behavior can be all over the place day to day, he said. And at TPT, they run all their tests for at least a week and some for much longer. And I have to totally agree with what he's saying, because if I look at my promoted pins on a daily basis, some are making money, some are not making money. But when I look at them for the month or for the year so far, I definitely see that I'm making money on them overall. Yeah, and it's not real time. So if you think about it, if you're looking at the data for this week, you're pretty much missing a day. So even looking at a week a, a week of data if the week isn't up doesn't always give you a good sense of if if it's running well. Exactly. And I think it's the same with Facebook ads too. And I have done this in the past where I have started a Facebook ad and then um, the cost per click was really high and I shut it off after three hours. <laughs> Yeah, it scares you when it's really high like that, but you really have to let it run a few days before you even visions. Yes. I feel like, especially with Facebook ads, a lot of times they do even out. You know, if you start it later at night, it seems to start kind of high. And then by the next morning, the cost per click goes down a little bit. So I think just knowing that you're going to spend that money. So if it's $5 a day or $10 a day, just kissing that money goodbye is really good because if you just say, you know what, I'm spending that money no matter what, then you don't feel like you have to micromanage that ad. And if that money is gone, it's gone. You know, it's $15, $30. But if it ends up working out well, it could be returning you three times what you're spending on it. So it's scary, but it's worth it. And I think one thing that helped me when I first started running ads is just make the daily spend like the cost of one ad. I mean, one sale. So if I at least sell one of them that day, then I feel like I made my money back and any other wish lists or sales that may have come later or whatever, those were just bonus. Yeah. And I think we had that issue come up in the in our mastermind group yesterday, which is totally open, by the way, you guys, um, growwithusmastermind.com if you want to join. But we had that issue come up with a promoted pin and there was a discussion on what your minimum product price should be before you even promote something. And most people had said about $5 because it is really hard if you're running a promoted pin for like a $2 product and then TBT is taking their cut. It's really hard to, to make that money back. So that definitely has come as an issue. And I think that uh, if you just see what, like you said, one sale a day, of $5 and you're spending $5 a day, then you're breaking even and that makes you feel better about the ad. Yeah. And I just, I love the way our dashboard is set up now and the tri- like the way we can look at so many different things to try to figure out what products to promote and when. You know, we can look at just specific product line. I like to put in a product line and and see how it's progressing or see what the conversions are on it. We can do all of that. And it really helps me decide what I'm going to do next with a resource. Absolutely. I've talked to a couple of friends who are pretty new sellers and a couple of things they, they've said to me when I've shared information about data is like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Or how do you find that out? So I think that a lot of people aren't really familiar with their dashboard. So my recommendation is, you know, if you're a teacher, pay teacher, seller, then you need to be in your dashboard um, looking at every possibility because now there's drop downs and checklists and multiple tabs that you can look at to see uh, where your traffic's coming from and exactly what products are selling and you can compare it to last year's sales for individual products and that's a huge huge thing. 
It is. And I just click around because I talk to people also. And I said, well, why don't you see, they were saying how they looked at their conversions from the year before and they figured it out. And I said, why don't you just switch it to conversions on your dashboard and look at it? And they didn't realize that it was a drop down menu. So, you know, you can look at views, you know, if you think, oh, well, maybe I'm just not making great sales and you can look at your views. And sometimes if you still have high views, but your sales are down, then maybe, you know, Maybe you were promoting something before, or maybe things aren't going the way you want. Maybe you should focus on some different resources or something. So it's definitely helpful. Yeah, I don't even, I don't really use that conversion drop down. I guess I should. I guess what I really focus on most is is my UTM links. So I guess I'm not looking at as much of the data as I should. So tell me, how often do you look at your dashboard data and compare product to product? I don't do that a ton. It's just kind of sometimes when I'm trying to decide if when you look at your statistics page, you see the overall conversion. And sometimes that gives you a unclear view of how it's actually converting, because if you ran an ad to it or you promoted it a lot, you might have really high views. So your conversion might rate might look lower. So sometimes I just break it into like a small chunk of time and maybe look at the last six months, like how was that product converting or the last year and see if there's something to be concerned about or if it's converting really high, I need to get out there and start promoting it because obviously people are clicking on it and buying it. So I should do more with it. Yeah. I guess I'm focused so much on the traffic tab now because that tells me exactly what I did to get it there that I am not looking at data like I should. And I'm now looking at my conversion tab and wow. I don't even think I've even looked at this before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look at my UTM. This is why I get lost on that dashboard because I can look at all kinds of things and then I'll think of something else. and I'll be, oh, let me check how that converted <laughs> or how many sales that got last year or I don't know. I, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> uh, me too. And TBT is sneaky. They'll add stuff like these drop downs got added at one point. I can't tell you when, but they add really great data on our dashboard for us. Sometimes we don't notice it's there. So I'll post in the show notes a screenshot of where to get that conversion drop down because that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you can, I mean, when you break it down to a certain time period, you can look at that conversion or you can look at the sales and then you could click on your, even if you don't choose a specific resource, you can click on where the resources are and you can look at which one had the highest in that time frame, so you can look at what's be- selling best in the time frame that you chose, or if you're picking conversions, you can say which one's converting the best, and you'll be surprised because the ones that are converting the best are not always the ones that I expect them to be. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of the data is the data just <laughs> dis- basically disagrees with everything you think. <laughs> yeah. So, gosh, I love this. You win the episode because now I'm in my dashboard freaking out, but I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. I am at conversions for this month and I clicked compare to last year. And so this last year, my conversion was 5%. And this is overall for the whole store. And this year it shows a seven. Yeah. And it's great to look at that. Just make sure when you're looking at a month or the year that you're just picking the dates up to so far, because it'll show you for that whole month, even though we're only on the 20th day. So sometimes I'll just pick like the first to the 20th. So I can really compare the data efficiently because if I'm looking at the whole month of last year, it's not really fair to compare it to only the first 20 days of this month. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, in general, don't usually compare any data for the current month. 
I like to use at least an entire month of data when I'm looking at things, especially when I'm comparing, like if I'm looking at a promoted pin and then looking directly at the dashboard to see what traffic the pin brought in and what sales resulted from it, I look at an entire month because I don't look at a partial month. I feel like it's not a really good picture. Yeah, I like the this year one. I look at this year so far, but I I really just look from January 1st to whatever it is now. And then I kind of just see how I'm doing so far this year. That's interesting. Yeah, this is such great data. Yep, I'll be in here today instead of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the UTM links because I think this is the biggest piece of the data that has, I think, made the biggest difference in how we make choices in our business. Yes, I love, love, love the UTM links now. So let's explain. I know that we're going to have some people listening who are saying, what are UTM links? Or other people who are saying, shut up about the UTM links. (laughs) Um, Because some people just don't want to deal with it. And that's fine. But so basically, these are links. This isn't just for Teachers Pay Teachers. People set these up within their their websites to follow their sales funnels and see where sales are coming from, um, where people were referred before they purchased. But within the TBT dashboard, the UTM links allow you to see uh, how many um, clicks you're getting from that link to TBT and more importantly, what sales are resulting from it. And I think it's really important to mention that when they first came out, I totally was not happy with them. You know, they weren't really tracking the way I thought they were. So I still didn't really use them a lot. But lately, I've been noticing more that they've been tracking, I can check my clicks from Pinterest, and then I can look on my traffic dashboard, and I can see it's pretty much the same number. So I know that it's tracking a lot better than it used to. Yeah, and it will never be exact. Um, not no data tracking is ever the exact same number. I think I heard of I was listening to a podcast on that like last year. And um, they were saying like, you could look at Google Analytics, you could look at your WordPress and you could look at something else and it, they would all have slightly different numbers off by two or three. So it's never going to be exact. Yeah. As long as they're close, I'm happy. Yeah. When I reached out to Benson from Team TPT, who is so helpful, by the way, um, every time I've bugged him with questions, he did mention that they did a pretty good overhaul of it in December, January, which is where I saw a big difference. And I... Before that, I was having a hard time tracking from Facebook ads, and now I feel like it's tracking really well from the Facebook ads. Yeah, definitely. Facebook was one where every time I talk about UTM, I'd be so upset with the way it was tracking from Facebook. And I didn't know, I was just felt like I was throwing money everywhere at Facebook, and I didn't know if anything was working, you know, felt like it was working if I was getting clicks, but I couldn't tell if I was getting sales from it. But now I can see a lot of my Facebook data now. So I'm sure it's not perfect still, but I'm definitely much happier with it than I was. Yeah. And I I remember before we had anything on the dashboard that showed traffic, basically it was you would do something in your business, whether it was promote or do an ad, and then your sales might go up. uh, But you didn't know if it was from the ad or if it was just because it was a Monday and teachers were freaking out trying to get lessons for the week, you know, or your sales were down because it was a Saturday, but you were running an ad. So you didn't really know if the ad was working. And sometimes it made you feel like it wasn't because of what day of the week it was. And so there were so many factors. So it's nice to have a place in the dashboard where you can legitimately see like 
this is the exact amount of money or not exact, but this is a close to the amount of money that I'm making off of this advertisement or um, newsletter is a big one. I have added them recently to my newsletter, to my email sequence and to any organic things I send to my list. And tracking those have has been really helpful too, uh, especially when you spend money on having an email service to know that you're making you know, five or six times what you're spending on that makes you feel good. Cause like, I just got my convert kit bill and it was like $150. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just like the more accurate the UTM links have been becoming, the more I am spending on um, sending people to TPT because I before was just like, Oh, I just spent five, $10 a day. Cause I have no idea. And now like the more and more accurate they get, the more I'm willing to throw more out there in advertising fees. And I feel a lot more comfortable with it. That's a good point. Especially when you see a direct correlation in the dashboard, you see the exact pin that, or the exact promoted pin or the exact Facebook ad that it's coming from. And to me, it's like, wow, okay, I'm spending $10 a day on a Facebook ad to send to them. And I'm making, I made $50 today off that Facebook ad. To see that, it makes you want to spend more money on advertising. But without putting the money forward and without doing the UTM links, then you're never going to know. Exactly. So let me read what Benson said about what the UTM links do not track. So he said, adding products to a wish list and then purchasing later is something we don't currently track. Uh, you'll see the click through, but it will never show up as a conversion if they later move it from their wish list to the cart and they purchase. So that's a good point because a lot of, you know, our click throughs are very, I feel like very accurate, but then you see that you're not making money from a pin or a Facebook ad. But if people are wish listing it to come back and maybe purchase it, I don't know, a Monday when they're at their school computer or back to school when they need that resource, you're not going to get that sale show up as coming from the UTM link, wherever it was, the ad or your newsletter or whatever. So that is really important. So if you are like, I th- my opinion is if you're breaking even on an ad and it shows in the UTM under the UTM link that you're breaking even on the ad, keep it going because you're getting wish lists that are going to be future dollars down the line. Exactly. I look at my wish list numbers a lot just because I know how I shopped as a TPT buyer. And especially if it's a bigger bundle or something like that, that, you know, I might put on my wish list, but I might wait till a sale or I might wait till back to school when it's a year long bundle that I know I'm going to use all year. So. I think that's more relevant with Facebook because, you know, people are on Facebook and they're not really looking to buy something or they're not lesson planning at that time. So a lot of times they'll click on the ad and say, oh, that's interesting. They'll add it to their wish list. Whereas on Pinterest, they're searching for something to buy and use soon. So they're more likely to immediately purchase it and not to wish list it first. Exactly. My conversions are always seem to be higher on Pinterest. I agree. Yeah. My conversions lately have been around 10 to 12% from my promoted pins and Facebook is usually three to 4%, Same. but still, still making money. And I know still getting wish lists, So definitely worth it. And he also said that app activity is also something they don't track. So the tracking relies on analytics that are only tracked on our web pages, including on your phone browser, but not in the app. And you had said they had said something important about this at TPT flock, right? 
Yeah, they were saying that a lot of times now, instead of it opening in the app, it's more opening. It looks like the app still. They look very similar, but it's actually opening in the web, like the mobile-friendly web version. So you can still buy on the mobile-friendly web version, even though it doesn't look like the desktop version, looks more like the app, but you can't buy on the app. So maybe sometimes you're opening up and you think you might be in the app, but just look carefully. If you can purchase on it, then you're actually in the mobile friendly web version, which is nice too. That's interesting. Cause you know, sometimes I'll click on something, uh, on Pinterest or on Facebook and it will load up the TPT app for me. And I, then I think, okay, well, if I can add it to my wish list here, but then it's not going to track it. So the fact that they're taking measures to make sure that links being clicked or opening up in the TPT mobile and not in the app since you can't purchase there anymore. I think that'll make the UTM links even more accurate. Exactly. And when I was, I was running ads, sometimes I'll run ads to a category, like a custom category in my store. And when they were opening in the app, it wasn't actually linking. It was just linking to my store. So yes. I feel like those those have gotten a lot better too because I think it is opening in that mobile-friendly version where, yes, then it opens up to that category and they can see all the resources in that category. Yeah, that happened to me too. And I just freaked out because, well, first I looked at the data so I knew there was a problem because yeah. I looked at the data and saw that it wasn't really converting. And then I did tested a couple of things and realized that that was happening. Because, you know, sometimes you you have just this one spot for a link, especially with a promoted pin, and you, but there are multiple grade levels of it. So you want it to open up in a category. So that freaked me out. I've never done it since. One thing I've been doing if I want to do something like that is making a landing page on my website and then linking all the products from there. Uh, but then you have to put the UTM links in. Then it just gets really muddled. So being able to have a UTM that goes directly from the ad to your store, that seems to be the the best way to get accurate data. Yes, definitely. I do have a couple of pins that go to blog posts that have uh, UTM links in them to my store and also opt-ins so that I get usually get sometimes get both. Sometimes I get emails. Sometimes I get clicks to my store. And the UTM links from that post seem to kind of break even with the ad. And then I get the bonus of getting people's email addresses because I know that I get opt-ins from that ad. But it's not really a perfect science because people can come to that website and follow those UTM links from other places other than the ad. So direct seems to be the easiest to track. Yeah, definitely. Unless you're looking for more of that other stuff, you know, and... I always think of it as a bonus too, even though I want, I want newsletter subscribers and all those other things too. So I just think added bonus that I get those and I'm actually making my money back. So. Right. Exactly. Uh, so another thing too, I asked Benson about was how the UTM links track, because I think that's an area of confusion and he had given me a really good answer. Um, Well, really detailed answer. So he said, whenever someone clicks on a link that takes them directly to your store, it adds a click-through, which you can see in your traffic dashboard. And when somebody makes a purchase from your store, we look back to see when they added that product to their cart. From there, we look at the 24-hour period before that buyer added the product to their cart to see where they came from. And he said, the reason we look at the add to cart time is in case they add the product to their cart, but don't check out for a while. So they don't have to check out immediately. And they do credit that UTM link if they see that it was added to 
It was, the link was clicked within 24-hour period before the buyer added the product to their cart. So my brain's already hurting just thinking through this. <laughs> but <laughs> he And here are some more details. He said, if there's a click-through from one, just one source, it's really easy. They attribute the sale to the source. But something people have asked about is, what if there are multiple click-throughs from different sources? So like say they click your UTM link in your blog post and then your UTM link in Pinterest and somebody else's UTM link from a Facebook ad. So how do they know which UTM to show up to attribute the sale to basically? And he said, if they find multiple click-throughs, they give the purchase credit to the one that happened closest to the ad to the cart. I thought that was interesting too. And I also thought it was interesting about the 24-hour period, they look back at that full 24 hours to see where the clicks came from. And as long as the person added it to their cart in that 24 hours since the click, then you will see that show up in your UTM data, even if they buy it a week later. So that was the most interesting thing to me because I always thought the 24 hours was it. But Mm -hmm. as long as it's in their cart, and as long as they purchase it, I'm sure it doesn't go like up to a year later or anything. But as long as they purchase it within a week, you'll still see that on your on your tracking, which is great. Yeah. And it says too, since they look at the full 24-hour period, it means they don't have to click your link and then immediately add it to the cart. So an example he gave is if they clicked a link on Pinterest in the morning and it took them to your store and then they closed TPT and went to school and then they come back at night and they click someone else's pin, they end up in their store, <laughs> search TPT, find one of your product, buy it. They still give your original pin credit for this purchase. Um, because they visited your store earlier in the day and it influenced their decision to purchase your resource later, even if they found it through search. That part like totally <laughs> a little bit confused me and yeah. blew my mind. But I, I think that that's kind of the nature of this is there are so many different situations and the UTM links, I guess, have to follow many different rules to figure out what to attribute the sale for. Exactly. But I like how they're looking at it. And even if they came back through someone else's link and then searched and came upon your store again, that they're still giving your link credit because they used it within the last 24 hours, which is really cool and makes my brain hurt how they do that. But (laughs) I'm glad that we get that data. Yeah. Luckily, you know, having a general knowledge of what the UTM links do is great. Um, you don't need to go this in depth with them. You don't have to have Benson's understanding. Like this is his, <laughs> this is his life. <laughs> I, yeah, Team TPT, the UTM data, that's his baby. But they've taken care of it for us. So really, all we need to know personally is how to create the links and where to use them. So we're gonna put in the show notes, uh, which is growwithuspodcast.com slash episode four. We are going to put the information Benson gave. We'll do a screenshot of that really, uh, the awesome conversion dropdown that I have not been using and you talked about um, because that's really cool. And we'll link to TPT's resources on how to create UTM links because there's a really good walkthrough on how to do it. Uh, We will link to all of those things in there because if you're not using these links, you're missing so much good data. Yes, definitely. And if you feel like you need to see us make one of those links, ask us in the mastermind group. We'd be, I'd be happy to do a run through on how to create them and where I use them or whatever. Yeah. And in the, the promoted pin walkthrough I did, I also, I think, showed 
how I made a quick UTM link and and where I put it because I don't put it in my regular pin. So that video is still in there. If you join the mastermind group, it's growwithusmastermind.com. There is a video walkthrough on how to set up a promoted pin. And I do use a UTM link in the promoted pin dashboard, not in the regular pin to track the ad. So, and we've talked a little bit about this, but we do it in promoted pins. We put them in Facebook ads. We put them in newsletters. Do you use it all at all in your blog? Yeah, I've just started going back and adding them to blog posts and I'm seeing them show up already in my data. So yeah, I have used them on my blog in certain areas to see, like I'll use them on the sidebar. I'll use them on the top and the bottom to see which product placement seems to get the most clicks and the most conversions, uh, which the answer is the bottom of my blog, which is very weird. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but individual blog posts, I haven't used it as much as I should. I guess I'm more focused on the ads since I'm spending money on those and the newsletters and I'm spending money on that. So <laughs> yeah, I just add them in there, see if people are actually clicking them and, and looking at the resources. And we'll definitely share in the mastermind group a little more information on where we're using the UTM links and, and what results we're getting. And we're always in there to a- answer questions if you have them as well. And we just wanted to thank those of you that are already out there on iTunes. We saw there were some good reviews that you gave us. And we just wanted to thank you for those. We're happy that you're enjoying the podcast. And we'd love if anybody else is enjoying it to get out there and give us a review too. It makes us feel good. (laughs) It really does. It makes my day, especially uh, this morning. Angie sent me a couple of the comments that were made and I just smiled. It was really nice. I feel like we really get a lot out of this, but to know that other people are too is makes us feel really good. Yeah. So I guess that's it on data. We could probably talk for 10 hours about it, but that's a quick rundown of what we do with data. Uh, So thank you guys so much for joining us for Grow with Angie in April. And we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and joined us in our TPT Seller Mastermind group, which you can find at growwithusmastermind.com. I'll talk to you in the group. Bye, Angie. Bye.